Welcome back to Hope for Today. My name is Lynn Wilson. I'm glad you're joining me today. Did you put together your toolbox? Do you have it? Are you using it? What's in it? What did you find helpful? What's not so helpful? Please let me know below. I love getting comments from you guys and I love when you all kind of piggyback onto those comments to each other. This, you might not know each other, but this is a great community where we can be there for each other, encourage each other, and reach out to each other. Some of you might be in different states, like here across the country or even around the world. I have someone that's listening to my podcast from Australia. So, you know, wave hello to your friends out there. Leave a comment below and encourage each other. What a great way to just bring the community of brothers and sisters in Christ together. Even though you might not meet them here, you're going to meet them in glory, and you guys can talk all you want in glory, but get it going in the thread below. I'd love to know what you did with your toolbox. So now that we have a toolbox, how do we use it to grow? Well, we talked last week on how a concordance can help us understand Scripture better. We talked about how, you know, how to use a prayer journal, how to get a Bible verse journal. But what did I say was number one is you need to go back to Scripture. You need to stay in scripture. You need to stay in God's word. You cannot be referring and putting your dependence on people, on a denomination or another type of book or anything like that. It must be based on God's word. So I want to read two verses to you. In Deuteronomy 31, 6, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and be courageous. Ooh, you know, it sounds great. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, we can all get excited and yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we hit rocky, you know, a rocky road and we hit some storms. And, you know, I, I sit there sometimes when things are okay and I'm like, yeah, I can do this. You know, I'm okay. Me and the Lord, we're good. We're tight. I've been doing my devotions. I'm all good. And I, I can tell you, something will happen and my stomach will drop, my head will hurt, I can feel my face getting flushed, and I'm just devastated, I'm overwhelmed, I'm confused, and I just sit there and I freeze, and I'm like, Lord, you told me not to panic, you told me to be strong and courageous and not to be afraid and terrified, and yet, oh, it takes over, doesn't it? Do you guys have that too? Uh, yeah. Then in Isaiah 41.10, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with all my righteous right hand. You know, I, I just came to mind too, Exodus 14, 14. That's not in my notes, but the God, God just reminded me of, I will fight for you. You know, we have to remember God is out there fighting for us. He didn't just like create us and stick us over there and good luck. Hope you make it. Hope to see you in heaven someday, you know. First of all, he made a way for us to go to heaven. We have to accept it. It's my choice. I can either go to heaven or hell. But I've made the choice. I want to spend eternity with the Lord, and I've accepted him as my personal Savior. But after that, it's not like he says, okay, good luck. I hope you, you know, you do all right. No, it's not like that. He is there. He's given us, let me find my Bible over here. He has given us his word. In his word are the words from him, himself. He knows what we're going through. He knows the difficulties we're going to have. He knows what we're feeling. And this Bible is what we need to be referring to all the time. I have someone that I know, and she lost her husband. 
and she said when she has difficult times, she will open the Bible and start reading. And she said, I will read, and I will read, and I will read until that feeling passes. And whether it's grief, whether it's, you know, you're struggling with something, maybe it's discouragement, maybe you're frightened, what a great lesson. Just keep reading God's Word until that feeling passes. So I want to talk about perspective today. I want to talk about perspective. You know, I, I've always, um, I've learned a long time ago that when you tell me a story and, you know, well, this happened and blah, 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 uh, there's three sides to every story. There's your perspective, there's my perspective, and then there's probably a combination of the two that is the real perspective. Sometimes they say there's truth, there's the untruth, and then there's the final truth. Um, yeah, let me just talk about three people. So many podcasts ago, I talked about soaring at 60 and how I gave you examples of people that just, you know, set the world on fire after 60 and serving the Lord and things like that. Well, I have three friends that are 60-ish. One friend, if you talk to them, it's the end of the earth. They're done. It's over. I'm 60. I'm over 60. And they walk around like their head is down and they're depressed and they're discouraged and everything's, you know, ah, it's the end of the world. It's horrible. Prices are high. Gas is high. You know, listen to the news. And they're just a mess. They're just great to be around. <laughs> you can only imagine. Like you're trying to have a conversation. Your head's always going like, what? What? You know, like, can you find any joy in anything? And they never seem to find joy no matter what you say you know the sky is blue and the sun is out and well it's not blue enough and the sky is too bright and it's too hot it's too cold it's this this oh my goodness and I've told them nobody wants to be around you you're boring and you're annoying and I've had to be blunt with them because then they tell me they're lonely I'm like why are you lonely you're a grump nobody wants to be around you are they soaring at 60? No, they're dying at 60. They were probably dying at 20. They just don't know how to live life joyfully. I have another friend that has always wanted to be married, and they've never been married. Always wanted to be, you know, dated a few times here and there along the years, and then established a career, established their own business, working in their business, serving at church faithfully as a single. It is what they do. God's called them. They do what they need to do. And out of nowhere, I think they're 64, God brought someone in their life that they met years ago, friends of the family, and, you know, life took them in two different countries and two different directions, and God brought them together. And all of a sudden, they said to me, we're looking at each other differently. And it's like, what? And I noticed they're together. And I said, is something going on? And the answer is yes, and they're planning on marriage. And this is something that this person has always wanted. And they said to me the other day, I'm so content being single. I love my life. I'm enjoying my life. As much as I wanted to be married, I've built a life, and now God wished this person in my life, and they're excited. A new journey, a new chapter, and their perspective isn't, oh, life, 60, it's over. Life is just beginning. I have a new journey. I'm headed in a new direction. They even said to me, how will God use the two of us as a couple to serve 
verses separately. God must have something in store that he needs them together as a couple. What a fresh, rejuvenating perspective of somebody who's over 60 that is just looking at life as it's just beginning versus the other person who is just basically rotting away until God takes them home because their perspective on life stinks. The other person I know is just slightly over 60 and they were a widow and they found someone and never thought they would remarry. It was one of those things that, you know, if God wanted me to remarry, they're going to bring that person to me. Well, God brought someone to them and they're getting remarried. Is that for everyone? I don't know. That's up to God and what his design is for your life. But this person, both of them, are soaring. They're excited. They're just, they're like two kids that are, you know, at 16 that just met themselves or they're in love. They're on their honeymoon, you know, that honeymoon phase of marriage. They're all excited because they have a fresh perspective. Now, I'm not telling you to go out and get married. I'm not saying that. But you know what? Are you a miserable, grumpy person that's bitter and angry at life? Has life not dealt you what you wanted? Is your perspective all twisted and tarnished and bruised and beat up and do you look like just you know an old piece of fruit that was left in the refrigerator that's just all dried up and shriveled and bruised and juice is oozing out of it and it's disgusting that's what some of you are like if you were to walk in a room do people gravitate to you oh, I love talking to them they have such a fresh perspective on life they're so encouraging with what they say I have people that I purposely will talk to because they are so rejuvenating. I mean, I come out of there and I'm like, yeah, I want to do this. I get excited. And I have other people that it's like, oh, do I have to talk to them? Do I have to answer the phone when they call? They're just heavy. I don't know how, how else to say it. Three stories. Three people's lives that were changed forever and three perspectives. Which perspective are you? Where do you stand today? You know, we've talked about the Bible. We've talked about a prayer journal. We've talked about a Bible verse journal. We've talked about having a toolbox. We've given you, I've given you things to equip you. God has told you, I have my word for you. You need to study it. God has told you to pray. God has told you to ask for wisdom. God has told you he's out there fighting for you. God has told you to be, you know, courageous. And God's word has given you every single thing that you've needed. And yet we walk around like we don't have a friend in the, in the whole entire planet. Do you need a fresh perspective in your life? Do you need a restart? You know, we reboot our computers. Can you reboot your life? What do you need to do spiritually? You know, I've watched people I know and friends and, you know, their walk is good. They're good. It's great. And the next thing you know, you see something not quite right or the way they talk or the way they walk or the way they refer to things. And then you see them get quiet or withdraw. And next thing you know, they're a mess. And you're like, I saw the change in them. I saw them sort of drifting away. Maybe that person is you. Maybe you've drifted away from the Lord and you don't know how to get back there. It's real easy. I'll give you two things. You ready? You don't even need to write this down. Number one, you need to pray. I would say before you even read the word, you need to pray. 
You need to talk to God and you need to say, Lord, I need to get right. Whatever that right is. Maybe you don't even know. You know you're not right. It's like, Lord, I don't know what's wrong. And I've been there myself. I need to pray and confess, but I don't know what to confess. But I just know I'm not right with you. And the Lord will start talking to you. He'll reveal it to you if you're honest and you want to know. And then get in his word and let him just speak to your soul. Get, get in the word of God. You know, if, a good place, I think, to start is the Psalms. I find the Psalms very comforting, very, very rejuvenating, uh, very convicting. Um, you know, read about David's life. If you don't know where to start, read David's life. If you're not sure of your salvation and you're not sure of is heaven for you, go to the book of John in the New Testament Chapter 3, read chapter 3 in the book of John. If you don't know where Psalms is, best way is, you know, they tell you, open the, the middle of your Bible, it usually falls into the Psalms. But Psalms is in the Old Testament. If you don't know how to use a Bible, and don't be afraid to say that. Let's see if uh, I borrowed somebody's Bible. So let me see if it has it in this Bible. Hang on with me here. Yes, table of contents. You know how to use a table of contents in a regular book? So you can look up the Old Testament is here. Whoops, let's see if I can get that right. Old Testament and the New Testament. Look up the name of the book. Then when you go to the book of John, you find the book of John. And then it's by chapter, chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3. Find the chapter. And if you're looking for a specific verse, it's just numerical. 1, 2, whatever, however long that chapter is. Otherwise, just read the whole chapter. You know, even how many times have we read the Bible and I don't think I got anything out of it. Read it anyway. You will get something out of it. Because the Bible says God's word does not return void. Even when we feel empty, even when we feel God has left us, even when we feel destitute. I've been there, people. I understand what it is to sit here and say, God, are you even here? Are you, do you remember who I am? Are you busy with everybody else and you forgot about me? I have been there and that yet I have seen God work in my life. When I look back hindsight, I can see how he lifted me up and he moved me along. I had been praying about something for the past almost two years. Do I have to continue praying about it? Yes. I don't pray diligently every day and boldly go to the throne, but the Lord and I have a relationship and I do pray and I do commit it to him. And yesterday in a conversation with the person I'm praying about, it was amazing because God gave me just a glimmer of hope. That person referred to something, and it was the beginning of the answer to my question. And I came home, and I, I have, that's another book, another thing I got to talk about, a gratitude journal. That's up and coming. But I looked, and I wrote in my gratitude journal the date and what was said, and it was a window, maybe maybe not even a full window, but the window was cracked open just a hair, just enough for me to see in that, you know what? God said, I am working on it. You need to do what I've told you to do. And the Lord, oh, I get so excited. I wish I could tell you what it is. But God has told me and my husband, these are the steps I want you to take over the next little while, working toward the final end result. But there didn't seem to be any final end result coming. And then, but I know what God told me to do. You know, it's kind of like Noah. God told Noah to build an ark because there's going to be a flood. What's a flood? They didn't know what a flood was. They didn't have a dictionary to look up the word flood. There had never been a flood like that on the earth before. But God knew what Noah said, or Noah knew what God said. 
And I'm sure Noah said, Lord, you sure? Yep, this is what I want you to do. And that's what God has told me and my husband what to do. And he showed us just a little glimmer, just, just enough for me to go, got it, wrote it down. God is working. God is at work. So let's be strong and courageous. Let's not be afraid and let's not live in fear. And let's remember that God will take care of us no matter what. No matter how many times you feel alone, frightened, scared, how many times you feel empty, God is there. And next week we will be talking about a gratitude journal. And I'm going to be sharing a little bit about that. Um, I struggled in my marriage, I, I have to say, and I will be sharing some of my testimony. So if you're struggling in marriage or struggling in a relationship, I'm going to share my heart with you next week and tell you a little bit of my story and what God did in my life to change my perspective and my attitude that saved my marriage. So if that means anything to you, I want to give you hope. You know what? Today you can have hope and a fresh perspective, and next week we can have hope and my story maybe will give you some hope to know that, you know what, if she did it, I can do it. Thanks for coming over. Don't forget to leave me a comment below. I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for joining me faithfully each week. We'll catch you all next week, same time, same place on Hope for Today.